It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. For the love of Pete, it's something you might say when your car gets damaged, but that won't get you the help you need for your vehicle. As someone named Jake, what you should be saying is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For help filing your claim 24-7, whether it's on the phone, online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the studios of 97.1 The Sports Animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I'm your gracious and humble host, Eric G. And just in case you need to know, we are 55 floors up in Tulsa overlooking the Arkansas River on a very hot and muggy day. How's that for radio? Well, coming up today on the Locked on Thunder podcast, which I know you care about a hell of a lot more, uh, we're going to hear from Brett Dawson from The Athletic. He was on the Pat Jones Show today. We had a chance to speak with him, and he'll give us his insight on what the Thunder may do with this draft pick and whether or not they're dumping salary. I'll talk about the salary dump and why I want to see it happen. And then I'll talk about, in my opinion, what I think is the best thing about the NBA draft, and for that matter, any draft that happens throughout the sporting year. My name is Eric G. I work for 97.1 The Sports Animal in Tulsa. I am the co-host of the Pat Jones Show. I also run Thunder Maven. If you've not checked that site out, um, it is a Sports Illustrated site or about to be a Sports Illustrated site. And you can find it at basketballmaven.io slash thunder. And then don't forget that this podcast is also brought to you by the good folks at hotels.com. Hotels.com, get rewarded basically everywhere, and don't hate like your friend's trip. Just go to Hotels.com. Earlier today on 97.1 The Sports Animal in Tulsa, we had an opportunity to talk with Brett Dawson, who writes for The Athletic. He's covered the Thunder now. I think he's in his third year covering the Thunder between the Oklahoman and The Athletic. And we start off talking with Brett about what the Thunder could possibly do with that 21st pick and what direction this organization may be headed over the next few weeks. Watch the draft. That's my advice. <laughs> Watch the draft. Something will happen. Who knows? You might get a player. You might not get a player. You might. You're definitely going to draft. They're going to draft a guy at 21 because the rule states that they can't trade that pick before that. So they're going to take a guy, and maybe they'll trade him. And maybe they won't. And Sam Presti will come out and talk about how great he is, or they'll talk about a trade that they made. I I have no idea what's going to happen, and neither do most people. They're in a weird situation, Brett, where they need to cut some salary, but they also need guys who can help them scoring. And it's not like Sam Presti hasn't gone out and tried to get shooters. Alex Sabrina just didn't work out. 
Patrick Patterson isn't the guy that they want him to, wanted him to be when they brought him in from Toronto. So what is the best way as far as the Thunder being able to fix this shooting problem that they have? Well, it's really hard to say because we don't know. I mean, we just don't know where they are. You mentioned the tight-lipped nature of things. They might be looking to dump salary and not bring a lot of stuff back. They might not be looking to improve their roster. I think that's what they'll be trying to do ideally. But look, Sam Presti isn't in charge of the money. He's in charge of putting together a team, but he is told what he has to work with. So I don't know right now what they're working with in terms of, you know, the Sports Illustrated report yesterday that said that that Stephen Adams and Andre Robertson and Dennis Schroeder were all available. You know, that, that report said that they were looking to dodge the tax. Now, I don't know that that's accurate, but if they're looking to dodge the tax, which is to say not get hit by tax at all, that means get under the tax. That means make a massive move with very little in return. That means a salary dump of a guy like Steven Adams or Dennis Schroeder without getting much back in return. And then rounding out your roster with very minimally priced players, you know, barring making a trade somewhere else with a salary match. So we just don't know. I, I think the idea is they'd still like to get better pieces around Paul George and Russell Westbrook. But if their priority in the offseason is cost-cutting at the expense of anything else, it's hard to say, you know, like, oh, here's a move they can make because we just don't know what they have the flexibility to do. Talking with Brett Dawson from The Athletic here on 97.1 The Sports Animal. Hey, Brett, this is Pat Jones here. Thank you for joining us. We certainly enjoyed your work. Let me ask you this. How are they going to handle, as far as the, the dynamics of the, the draft room, uh, and Troy Weaver, the VP, is already interviewed at Washington, right? Yes. How are they – is he going to be – are they still letting him involved in, in the room tonight, or how are they going to handle that, you think, Brett? No, I, he's pretty detached from the process is, you know, the understanding that I have. Fred Katz, who covers the Wizards for the Athletic, reported that this week, that he's been – fairly removed from the process. And that's, you know, that's again in keeping with the way the Thunder kind of operate. That's not surprising right. to me. And it would be this way with most teams. If you were had interviewed for another job, if you were a candidate for another job, it, it's highly unlikely that you would have the same level of involvement with your current job until they knew what was going to happen with you. Because if you're going to be with another team, they don't really want you privy to the inner workings of what's going on there. So I, I think by and large, that, that's been something he's traditionally very involved with, but not this year. Is there any of these teams here in the draft that have multiple picks in the first round? Is there anything wild going to go on with any of that group? Oh, sure, yeah. I think this is going to be a wild draft. I mean, uh, I, I think a lot of people who – and, look, I don't talk nationally to every team, but people who do expect a, a lot of activity. And a lot of years we say we're going to see a lot of activity and it ends up being a little disappointing. I think this year because of what you said, because the Celtics have multiple picks, Atlanta has multiple picks, I think Atlanta still has five picks left in this draft between the first and the second round. Teams don't want that many rookies on their roster, so they're going to be looking to make some moves. Um, you know, I think Boston, I think Philly with, with multiple second-round picks is probably going to try to get off some of those. Now, they, if they re-sign everybody, they may need to keep some of those second-round picks to round out a roster with because their roster gets so expensive. So you might see some teams that we expect to make some moves. Philly is an example. They may pull back a little bit, but I think you're going to see a lot of activity. Our Sam Vecini, who covers the draft at the Athletic, has said that there's a bunch of teams trying to move up, there's a bunch of teams trying to move in, and there are some teams trying to get out. So there's, there's probably going to be a lot of activity tonight. Brett Dawson from The Athletic here on your home for sports, 97-1, the sports animal. 
all that activity, Brett, seems to be, is going to start around four. I think the first three picks are pretty set in stone, and then that's when you'll start to see the action happen. And it starts with New Orleans and that Lakers pick. I like this. I like the trade the way it worked out for the Pelicans. How do you like the way that trade went for New Orleans as far as knowing they're going to get Zion Williamson and then they've got some Lakers and they've got some young assets that they can kind of wheel and deal after that deal? Yeah, I, I like it a lot. I mean, I think it's a, a good situation for them. There was talk yesterday, would they even be trying to move up um, with that four pick and use it to jump the Knicks? There was some some reporting about that. There's been a lot of talk. That four pick is really the most interesting thing, I think, about the draft because it seems like the first three are probably going to go that way, the, the way we think they are, which is Zion Williamson first, Ja Morant second. And then it seems like R.J. Barrett is going to go third. It, it is notable that the Knicks had a private workout with Darius Garland from Vanderbilt because he's a, that's been their M.O. to have a private workout the day before with the guy that they end up drafting. And so that sort of adds a little bit of intrigue. I think he's the fourth best player in this draft. But, yeah, what happens at four – I suspect New Orleans is not taking that player for themselves, but who knows? You know, I think the one thing you have to know about the draft is teams have a draft board. So every team has a, has a board and they say, this is the first, this is the best guy in the draft. This is the second best guy. Even if you're drafting 25th, you're ranking all these players so that, you know, when it, you know, when your turn comes, you've got a guy at a certain spot. Well, maybe New Orleans has the, a guy second on their board. Who's actually there at fourth. They may not want to make a trade. They assumed he would be gone, but now he's not. So maybe you might want to hold on to whoever you drafted for. So whatever happens there, whether it's them taking Garland or someone else or them making a trade, that's where the draft probably starts unless the Knicks make some kind of big surprise on us. Brett, what have you heard or what's kind of the the, the line out there on Bowl Bowl, the big tall kid from, from Oregon? It could not be a wider range. I mean, I think some people think that he's a lottery talent. And some people think that he's going to go in the second round because of the concerns about his, his feet. Um, you know, he, he's, he's just got – he's had a broken foot, and that's a, it's, a, it's a bone that's it's concerning for NBA teams, especially his size. He is 7'3". He's only – I think he weighed in at 208 pounds uh, leading up to the draft, which is concerning. So, you know, he, he's, he's an immensely talented guy. He, there's no question about his talent. He's a three-point shooter at 7'3", and not just a, a pick-and-pop three-point shooter. He can dribble into one. He's a legitimately good shooter. Um, I, I think the thing that's going to be interesting is with him is, is this is a, it's not a deep draft, um, and you might have some te- – well, it, it may be a deep draft. It's not, it's not deep with really good players. There may be decent players all up and down. it. So there might be some second-round guys who are good. But if you're one of those teams like Atlanta or Boston with multiple picks, that's where I would circle Bull Bull and, and kind of look and, and see maybe a team that, that can take a, that can afford to take a flyer at this point. Brett Dawson from The Athletic with us here on The Sports Animal. And, Brett, when it comes to Steven Adams, this is one of those guys that we hear in trade that the Thunder could be wanting to get rid of him simply because of salary if you do that. Um, it leaves a big hole in the middle. Nerlens Noel can opt out of his contract, which I would imagine he would either way. How do the Thunder go about filling that hole at five if Steven Adams is no longer with the organization? Well, you know, it's something I think you think, you, you know, I don't have to think about what happens with Steven Adams because I'm not the one deciding whether he gets traded. If they trade him, and I don't know, look, that, that, is, that, that is fraught with a lot of stuff there. Because if you're trading Steven Adams in a move to shed salary, that is a tough sell to your two best players to say that we've made this move just to cut costs. And I don't, again, 
I got to stress, I have to really be clear on this. I don't know what the edict is in terms of cutting salary. We have one report from Sports Illustrated. We don't know that this is a must. So I, I don't want to venture too far down the trading Stephen Adams road just because I don't know where they stand. But, look, there, there would be some guys at 21. You could look to do something there with the draft. Center's a great spot. If you don't have Stephen Adams, and, boy, can I not stress enough, that I don't know that they're looking to trade him. If you don't have him, center is probably the best position in the NBA to be looking for a bargain. Joakim Noah is going to be out there for not very much money probably this summer. There's going to be a lot of guys. The, the, the center spot has almost become, you know, it, it's, it's not unlike running back in the NFL. You can, you can find a guy. I'll give you the guy that I covet. And that is Brooke Lopez. Only made three point eight million last year with Milwaukee. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he's an unrestricted free agent. You lose Stephen Adams. What is the likelihood you can convince a guy like Brooke Lopez to come from o- to Oklahoma City for about the same amount of money as he was oh, making with the Bucks last year? One to none. He he had a great year. He 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 was a tremendous shooter. Uh, he had probably his best you know offensive year, especially as a perimeter player. There's no chance he's getting anything close to that. He's going to – if he doesn't triple his salary, I would be stunned. Brett, thank you very much. Enjoy the draft tonight. I won't see you at the press conference, but uh, we'll catch you up at some point. Okay, thank you, guys. Thank you, Brett. There we go, Brett Dawson uh, from The Athletic, who does who does really good work, Coach. Thanks to Brett Dawson for joining us today earlier on 97.1 The Sports Animal in Tulsa. And for more interviews like that, quality sports talk, and just a lot of fun, which is what we have every day on The Pat Jones Show, uh, listen on our app worldwide or tune in in Tulsa to 97.1 The Sports Animal, your home for sports. Coming up next here on the Locked on Thunder podcast, I'll tell you why I'm A-OK with the Thunder doing a major salary dump. We'll get that next on Locked on Thunder. Don't forget, Untuck It is a sponsor of the Locked on Thunder podcast. And if you want to look great on a date, you want to look great in a meeting, you need to be wearing shirts that are meant to be untucked. Don't do what I do and wrinkle your shirt, then untuck it and think you look cool. No, because you don't look cool. Just go to untuckit.com and use the promo code NBA. Get 20% off your purchase That's untuckit.com. Coming up next, we'll talk about the salary dump for the Oklahoma City Thunder. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We will be back tomorrow to analyze everything going on in Thunder World. We'll also have some audio from Sam Presti, who will speak tonight at what is usually a very late press conference, which uh, I'll just straight up tell you, I'm not going to be able to make it uh, and driving back and forth between uh, Tulsa and Oklahoma City. Um, so, I, But we will definitely have audio for that, and uh, who knows what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. The whole reason I haven't analyzed a lot of guys that the Thunder could get in the draft is because I don't think they're going to play for Oklahoma City. 
I honestly think the Thunder are going to make a pick, hopefully trade it to Dallas, maybe for Tim Hardaway. I know Bradley Beal is supposedly off limits to Oklahoma City and everyone else, but I'm hoping the 21st pick maybe ends up in Washington. I mean, there's a, there's a number of places they could go, but I'm not excited about getting a pick that's going to take two to three years to develop if the Thunder are, in fact, in win mode now. And if the Thunder are dumping salary, the first thing I want to tell you is if the Thunder decide to dump salary, it doesn't necessarily mean they're not in win-now mode. And let's talk about Steven Adams right now because supposedly he is one of the guys that the Thunder would love to shed and dump a little salary. Well, here's the deal. Steven Adams is set to make over $25 million next year. It's not a bad contract when you consider you got him below the max. But to pay Steven Adams $25 million to essentially just be a double-double guy and nothing more than that, an inside threat on the boards and an inside threat to score, decent defense, but anytime he's on a switch and he has to guard someone or go out beyond the three-point line, we all know that Steven Adams is toast. You can pay somebody a hell of a lot less to do essentially the same job that Steven Adams is doing. And one of those guys, in fact, might be Nerlens Noel. I have no issue with paying Nerlens Noel the kind of money he was making net last year if you can convince him to opt into his contract or paying him even a little bit more as long as it's nowhere close to what you are paying Steven Adams. I'm okay with that dump. If that's all you're getting out of Steven Adams, then at this point you're paying way too much. And i got to believe that the Thunder feel the same way, even though they have this guy practicing shooting three-pointers during during um, practice, I still don't think that the Thunder really believe that Steven Adams is anything more than a guy uh, that has reached his ceiling. Uh, they paid him well for his time here, but I think the, the Thunder have come to the determination that it's time to move on. They're also there with Andre Robertson, but again, that gets tricky because of the injury and who's willing to bite on the type of money you're paying Andre Robertson. So you might have to part with somebody like Jeremy Grant, Dennis Schroeder. I think we've talked about that enough for you to know that I feel like Dennis Schroeder is on his way out of Oklahoma City because somebody's going to need a starting point guard and paying $15 million for a backup point guard makes absolutely zero sense. That's why it makes zero sense for anybody to really want a guy like Chris Paul to come back to Oklahoma City because that's $81 million over the next two years for a guy that's going to back up Russell Westbrook. Ah, but what about putting Russ at two and Paul at one? Russ is not a good enough shooter that you can put him at two. Just straight up. I don't care how much he works on it. He's not a good enough shooter. The Thunder needs some wing help, and the Thunder need a center that if they're going to do what Steven Adams is doing, you're paying less, or you need a guy that can go out beyond the arc. Brooke Lopez is a guy I would love. He would be the target, but as Brett Dawson told us, it's very unlikely that you're going to get a guy like Brooke Lopez for the money that he's going to be able to get on the free agent market, and the Thunder probably don't want to pay that. But at this point, I'm willing to take the risk with Steven Adams hitting out of Oklahoma City. I'm all right with it. And I also think that Clay Bennett is all right with it, especially because I believe that he and Sam Presti have had that conversation where Sam Presti says, yes, we're a contender, or no, we're really not, and it's not worth the money we're paying in luxury tax, and the Thunder are going to go a different direction. And you can get better players for less money. It just means you have to be smart about scouting talent, who you bring in, and how they're going to mesh with the guys that you are bringing in. 
and whether or not that's something that you're willing you're willing to try and deal with. And any move that you make, any move that you make, must be talked about with Russell Westbrook and Paul George. And if they give you the thumbs down, then unfortunately you're stuck paying a large bill. $19 million. Whew. It's a lot of money to be finishing fourth and fifth in the West and um, just not down with it. Real quick, um, you know what? We're going to save that for the next segment. We'll talk about Troy Weaver, why he means so much to the Thunder, and what it can mean to ultimately lose him. We'll get to that on the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Don't forget that this podcast being brought to you by the good folks at Grip6. Go to GripTheNumber6.com. Use the promo code LOCK, L-O-C-K-E. That's what you do. Grip the number 6 dot com slash L-O-C-K-E. Get 20% off your purchase. Their belts are good looking. The buckles are good looking and they fit right up next to you. It's a great thing to buy. It's a great gift and it's just, hey, it's a great look for you. That's grip6.com. Grip the number six.com slash L-O-C-K-E and find out what they're all about. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Finishing up here on the Locked on Thunder podcast, I am Eric G. And it could be that Troy Weaver is on his way out of Oklahoma City. He's the vice president of the Oklahoma City Thunder. And that would be bad, one, because Troy Weaver does an excellent job of evaluating talent. I will say, even though he's not working for the Thunder tonight and not involved in the draft process, I have a hard time believing that Weaver and Sam Presti haven't worked at least something out as far as what the Thunder are going to do and that Weaver hasn't had some input in it. The thing where I think you really lose a guy like Weaver is he was instrumental in bringing Carmelo Anthony here because he convinced Carmelo Anthony to not just consider the Cavaliers, not just consider the Rockets, but consider the Oklahoma City Thunder. And even though Carmelo Anthony didn't work out, when a guy has a no-trade clause, and you value him, you've got to do an incredible sales job. And if you can convince Carmelo Anthony to come to Oklahoma City, you should be able to convince a lot of guys to come to Oklahoma City, which you would think that Troy Weaver, as a recruiter, might be a little bit better in bringing free agents to OKC, but that just hasn't been the case. And again, I'm convinced. You don't get free agents here. You just have to trade for talent. Maybe I've got too much of a small market mentality. Now, as far as tonight goes, the one thing that I absolutely love about any draft, if I can get a little philosophical here, is hope. For one night, as a fan, if you want to think Zion Williamson is the greatest player to possibly ever put on a pair of Nike or probably, in his case, Adidas sneakers, then you can think that, and you're not wrong. Every team who is drafting, every player who gets drafted, every fan tonight has hope. It is, for the most part, a positive experience. Even if you don't like the player that your team picked, it still could turn out to be that that is the best thing that ever happened to your team. Or the worst. For one night as a sports fan, you're not wrong on your opinion no matter what you have. For the most part, you're really not wrong on most opinions because that's just what they are opinions. But... You're not wrong 
And the other thing with hope, I just don't think we have enough of it in this world. And for a few hours, we're all together bound by hope. I'm Eric G. for the Locked on Thunder podcast. We'll be back here to break whatever the hell happens tonight down tomorrow here on LOT. And until then, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. Peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.